Welcome to Wake Up From Your Dream Job Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen McDonald. I took a 13-year tangent in my career, thinking that if I followed others' expectations of me and my job, I would be happy. Instead, I found joy and peace when I focused on the life I wanted and found a job that was an expression of my dreams, not a fulfillment of those dreams. Now it's your turn to dream bigger than just your job. I'll interview coaches, professionals, and people who have been where you are to give you tangible challenges to find fulfillment in and beyond your job. Hello, and welcome to the second part of my conversation with Rebecca. Today, we pick up as we talk about what a dream job is, and you'll get to hear Rebecca's challenges. She leaves us with two, one for employees and one for leaders and business owners. Here's Rebecca's bio again, in case you're listening to this episode first. Rebecca is an avid researcher and connector with nearly three decades of small business, nonprofit, profit, and Fortune 100 experience, combined with a master's in organizational leadership and certifications as a Gallup Strengths Coach, Project Manager, and Trauma-Sensitive Yoga Instructor. And even more importantly, she's a messy, complicated human just like all of us. As the founder and CEO of Regenerative Workplaces, Rebecca offers her expertise in organizational health and well-being strategy, along with her curiosity and calm, authentic, people-oriented presence to craft custom solutions that help companies create more human-friendly workplaces. Her passion is to break the corporate hamster wheel and instead build workplace havens because when employees thrive, businesses thrive, and the world thrives. What does a dream job look like? Or is that even something we should be looking for? I think it's a very personal question. In fact, I just recently, I haven't read the book yet, but I just recently listened to another podcast um, based on the book from the author of the book, The Good Enough Job. I know that's mm. one that you're very interested in as well. Yep. And it's it's really based on the idea of of the just thinking bigger and also recognizing how personal it is because mm-hmm. there's an element also in here we have to acknowledge of privilege right like not everybody mm-hmm. out there has the privilege to just pick whatever job they want some yes. people are in different socioeconomic conditions educational levels and they just have to put food on the table for their family and so just to try and elevate this idea of a dream job something for the whole world is really a stretch, right? Um, But what we can recognize, though, is any job, no matter the job, no matter the task, no matter how menial, can become more human-focused, can become more human-friendly, I like to say. (laughs) So as employers simply begin to acknowledge our humanity, instead of treating us like numbers or widgets or cogs in a wheel, Mm. everyone can feel seen and heard and valued in their job. In fact, I saw another survey recently. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know the exact source, but I guess one of the best in, uh, companies to work for in America right now, our happiest employees, it was like a happiness survey. I think it was a happiness survey, was Love's Truck Stops. So the employees oh. at Love's Truck Stops came out at the top of this nationwide survey of happiness at work. And so I think it really has to do with where can you be yourself? Where can you be human? Where can you acknowledge your full range of experience and emotion and thought and not feel put in a box, not feel shamed, judged, silenced, not feel 
meaningless and unimportant mm-hmm. where you can feel safe and feel like you belong and are connected and feel like you are contributing to the society in a meaningful way. And if companies, any company can create that, then any job can be a dream job, right? Any work environment can be a work environment. Ideally, you can grow and develop your personal talents and strengths and be in a job that is completely aligned to who you are and what you love to do. Hmm. Sometimes that's not everybody's choice. Sure. You know, another way I like to look at it, um, there's a, there's been a lot of micro stressors in the world and in, in, in the world and in work the last, particularly the last three years. Um, I talk about this phrase VUCA, V-U-C-A, which is a mm-hmm. phrase that was actually coined by the military in the mid 1980s, right after the cold war ended to describe that environment that was very volatile and uncertain and complex and ambiguous. That's what VUCA stands for volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And the reason the military discovered and coined that phrase was because it recognized that when you're in that kind of environment, your brain doesn't operate at its optimal level because the brain hates uncertainty and complexity and volatility. The brain is built Mm -hmm. for pattern recognition. It likes to fall back on known pathways and familiar um, options. So when everything is complex and uncertain and and there's a lot of volatility in the environment, the brain automatically goes into threat mode and emits stress hormones. We have this heightened level of stress and we don't think as clearly. So it trained its soldiers how to navigate that space and actually started the resilience movement based on certain ways, behaviors, mindset, skills that we can develop to navigate stress and complexity. And I won't talk about those resilience skills here. That's one of the things that I help organizations develop in their workplace. But the point of it is that VUCA used to be sort of um, temporary or momentary. Now it's become chronic and mm. and global and we're saturated with volatility uncertainty complexity and variety and what that means is we all actually have a diminished cognitive capacity we're all we're all burnt out and exhausted and weary and struggling with stress and burnout and it's not just the workplace's fault mm-hmm. but workplaces have to be change how they operate in order to help people navigate those types of environments What I like to say, though, is when you find yourself in a stressful situation and have stressors in your life and lots of things can cause that stress in your life, there are ways to navigate them to help minimize the impact of the stress on your body and your brain and your life. But we also should be looking for ways to minimize VUCA, looking for ways in the workplace and in our lives to reduce stress, to reduce complexity and uncertainty and volatility where we can. So finding a job that is more aligned to our talents and strengths or finding an environment that treats us better, that honors our humanity, is something we can do for ourselves and almost should do for ourselves if we have that ability. Yeah, because it's it's become something that it's so accepted that well, I have a corporate job. I will be stressed. Yeah. Um, I am a parent. I will be stressed. Yeah. And we we take that as a reality that we have to live with rather than looking for those ways that we can control and lower that in our lives to make it less stressful. Yeah. 
So, Rebecca, I want to ask you two two different action challenges, I guess, mm-hmm. um, because you're talking and and you mentioned earlier that there's this relationship between the employer and the employee on creating this environment. Mm-hmm. So starting with what are some of the things the employee can do to move towards a dream job and protecting their core needs? I know you mentioned a little bit earlier, but mm-hmm. what's something tangible they can take away and do? Let me expand a little bit on this idea of being brave. Because one of the things I teach, and I'll talk about this from the employer perspective, is psychological safety and how you create that safety for people. But as I taught that, I found more and more people saying, um, leaders may be saying I was creating safety, but people are still afraid. And I realized, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense because we are all risk-averse people. So actually, we all carry a certain level of fear, threat, concern, anxiety around with us. And I started to talk more with employees around this idea of being brave. Um, and Brene Brown talks about this beautifully. So mm-hmm. I highly recommend her work um, on, on daring leadership and what it means to be brave and how she defines that. But in a nutshell, what I would challenge employees is this. We've been somewhat conditioned to believe that our needs don't matter and our employee doesn't care and that there's no point in speaking up. And if I speak up, I'm just going to get ostracized, punished. Um, I'm going to get retaliated against. I believe that part of this tidal wave that's happening is depends on employees speaking up, speaking up in respectful ways, but setting boundaries, healthy boundaries. Like if the company is expecting certain things that don't work for your lifestyle, your family, your mental well-being. It's incumbent upon you to set those boundaries and respectfully say, I can't work after five tonight because I have this thing, but I will attack this first thing in the morning tomorrow. I'll have it to you by noon. It's about negotiating. And the way I suggest people be brave is to think instead of thinking about what the bad thing might happen, which all fear is, is imagined threat sometimes. I mean, mm-hmm. some, some fear is based on actual danger, but a lot of our fear is based on imagined threat. So we think, we fear, we imagine something bad's going to happen. But instead of focusing on what bad might happen, if we spoke up, if we shared our needs, if we showed up authentically, if we asked that question, um, if we disagreed, focus on the potential benefit that could come from doing that. Mm. And that little shift, just being a little bit more brave, standing up for your needs, setting healthy boundaries, asking questions, and making a decision that you matter can have a huge impact on this tidal wave that I see happening already. But I want to accelerate to just crush the old way of thinking about corporations and create more human-friendly environments. And that's what I would encourage employees to do is is be brave and stand up for yourself. Yeah. I remember an example that I had um, in corporate where I was in a large group meeting and one of the executives um, made a comment to somebody who had worked over the weekend to get this done because there were last minute changes, whatever. And the compliment was, you know, great job working over the weekend or thank you for working over the weekend or something that made it come across to me like the company was praising working outside of normal hours. Mm -hmm. And so I reached out to this person and I just said, hey, I understand um, where you were coming from, but it sounds like you're, you know, congratulating and and setting the norm 
like, hey, we all need to be working on the weekend. And they replied with, I, I wanted to applaud their diligence to get it done. And in mm. my mind at that moment, it made it clear the congratulations should have been for getting it done, not for working on the weekend. Mm. And just that subtle shift that I had noticed in how this was handled is you can still praise the effort and the time and energy to get it done because that's what you want. You don't want to praise working on the week. I don't think you want to work. (laughs) You want to praise working on the weekends. (laughs) I know you would agree, but it was one of those little things. And, and it was something that I had a relationship with this person enough. Um, I was also getting a lot more bold in what I would say that I recognized, Hey, this is a comment that is going to set up a poor culture. Mm-hmm. In and of itself, it's probably not a big deal, but it could continue. It could be construed a different way. And so I said something in a very respectful, understanding manner. Um, and it, it may be something simple as that. To your point of stepping up and saying something and and seeing what you can do, but it doesn't have to be huge. No, it, it starts with a mindset shift and about mm. thinking about your leaders as humans as well and recognizing that they have their own pressures and their own fears and their own stressors and and that really none of them are waking up every day wanting to make your life miserable and mm. wanting to burn you out. They have they have goals and objectives they're trying to meet and um, they're humans. <laughs> so yes. as we see each other as humans, as employees see leaders as humans as well um, and give them that grace and that benefit of the doubt and respectfully set healthy boundaries and stand up for themselves, amazing things can start to happen. Mm -hmm. Well, I said I wanted a two-part because now, Rebecca, I'm curious for the leaders, the managers, executives, possibly CEOs that are listening, what can they do to help the environment at their company? Yeah. I know I could spend a whole podcast on this. Obviously, <laughs> I, this is and, my and, dream job, <laughs> and this is right, and this is an opportunity to tease. And if y'all want to know more, Rebecca is amazing and passionate about this. <laughs> definitely need to talk to her more. Yeah, I'll, I definitely will say you can reach out and um, schedule time with me at my website, regenerativeworkplaces.com. and send me an email at, Re- at Rebecca at regenerativeworkplaces.com. And I'd love to talk more and learn more about your organization and exactly what your needs are. Um, and we can do some assessments and set up a custom solution. What I like to say is I'm a subject matter expert in my field, but you are an expert in you and your people and your company. So when I come into organizations, it's a partnership. I don't come with this three-step approach to fixing everything. I come in with knowledge and insights and lots of different practices, workshops, trainings, um, coachings that we can do, but we'll build that together. Um, But aside from reaching out to me personally, I also will say, um, see your people as humans, take a step back. And I would say the most powerful thing any leader can do is to themselves, be humble and authentic with your people. Acknowledge and talk about your own struggles with them. There's a powerful tool in psychology called the vulnerability loop, um, which is comes out of Harvard as well, a researcher. Um, and that study showed that when one person is vulnerable and acknowledges their need for help, acknowledges their weakness, acknowledges their flaws, um, their uncertainty, 
the brain actually automatically responds with a desire to help. And other people will come alongside and other people feel safe acknowledging their own vulnerability and it builds a sense of safety and belonging. So when leaders will acknowledge, hey, here's what I'm thinking I want to do, but I might not have all the information I need. I could be wrong about this. What am I missing? It's so much more powerful than a leader just saying, anyone have any questions? Mm. So, So when you're seeking input, seek it from a place of humility. You're not diminishing your credibility by doing that because nobody knows everything. Your people know that you don't know all the answers. And if you if you try to act like you have all the answers, you're actually lowering their trust of you because instinctively they know nobody does. So I would say lead with humility, lead with authenticity, and be a deep listener of your people. Hmm. We don't do enough listening in this world. And I think if everyone just led with listening curiosity, um, with empathy and humility, we would begin without any even specific practices or um, strategies just just by that to create a better workplace and to create more human-friendly environments. So I would say start there. Yeah. I'm going to sum up just because, again, if we're trying to see workplaces, humanity, we just see everybody as humans. <laughs> Yeah, it, right. it should be obvious. Should be, <laughs> and yet, and yet, <laughs> it is a it is a struggle, and it is why Rebecca is here um, to help companies. So, Rebecca, thank you so much. I want to give you one last time. Is there something you wanted to share that you didn't have the opportunity to get out? Thanks. I I think we covered everything. Awesome. Um, I love this conversation. Obviously, I love this topic. And I guess the last thing I'll just say to everyone out there is give yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. It's tough out there right now for everybody, for the person next to you, for your boss, for your colleagues, for your kids, for your employees, um, and for ourselves. And so take some time to give yourself some self-compassion. And um, it's it's time to break the hamster wheel. And so stop trying to live up to someone else's expectations. Stop trying to put too high or hard of expectations on yourself acknowledge your own humanity and embrace it and just allow what is to be and be be good enough today right where you are and know that you are perfect and good enough just today right where you are and then take every day one day at a time one breath at a time one moment at a time i've got nothing after that <laughs> Rebecca's comment was good enough place to end the conversation. As a reminder, her challenge, she had two different ones for us. Challenge for the employee was to be brave and that waves of changes require speaking up and making boundaries. This can be difficult, but find the reason that you're taking that stand and stand up and be brave and ask for what you want. For companies, See employees as humans. Be humble and seek their input as you work with your employees. To learn more about Rebecca and her amazing work, you can go to regenerativeworkplaces.com. For the latest info about this podcast, challenge accountability, and more, don't forget to sign up for the podcast newsletter at wakeupfromyourdreamjob.com. Also on the website, you can sign up for a free 30-minute exploration call with me. I'd love to hear your thoughts, questions, and how the challenge is going for you this week. You can email me at dreamjob at kristenmcdonald.com. And of course, I appreciate it if you subscribe to this podcast. Acknowledge your own humanity. Embrace it and just allow what is to be 
to be and be good enough today, right where you are. Know that you are perfect and good enough just today, right where you are. Take every day, one day at a time, one breath at a time, one moment at a time. Wake up and dream.